Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited because this is the first podcast of 2023. God is so good. So I've taken the past few weeks off and I don't know who of y'all has been listening, but somebody has been listening to this podcast the last few weeks. I just took off some time with the holidays and everything going on. And honestly, I was just getting around for bed tonight and brushing my teeth and I could not wait to sit down and record this episode because there's just so much stirring on the inside of me and I'm just so thankful anytime that God gives me an opportunity to share his heart, to share what he's been doing in my life, to share the words that he's put inside of me, the things that he's laid in my heart for you specifically as my podcast community. So I just want to start off right off the bat in 2023 and say thank you to every single person who tunes into this podcast. Those of you that support the podcast financially monthly, I am so grateful to be able to do what God has called me to do. And it's a beautiful thing to be on this journey, really, this journey with Jesus and just doing the things that he has called me to in this season of my life. And I pray more than anything that you are hearing his voice for yourself, that you are stepping out boldly into the things he has called you to because the world needs you to do what God has called you to do. I need you to do what God has called you to do. And so it's a beautiful thing when the body of Christ is surrendered and obedient and doing everything that we're called to. And so tonight I'm really excited because I got home from a Stirred Up event. Those of you who don't know, I was part of a ministry called Stirred Up. My best friend Anna and I had started that in 2019, ran together until about a year ago. God called us to go our separate ways and do our own ministry things. And she had an event tonight. So I went to support her because I still love what obviously what she's doing us splitting and parting ways was nothing ugly. It was literally just being obedient to the Lord, doing what he's called us to in the new season. And it was like, no, Lord, you're calling me to go a separate way from my best friend. Like, and it was, it was an easy yes, because I always want to be someone who is just quick to obey. One of my favorite scriptures is I will hasten and not delay to obey the voice of the Lord. And so when God told us both, he was speaking to both of us that it was time to kind of like Paul and Barnabas to just go our separate ways because God had a new season for for us, it was like, nah, you're ripping our hearts apart because we had had two very successful and fruitful years of ministry. And we just, you know, we were just going with it. We were just staying surrendered to the Lord one step at a time. And and really when we started, we had no idea what it would become. And that in, in less than a two-year span, we would do over 80 events and just there's so much. Looking back, I could do a whole season of episodes on just that and how good and faithful God was during those times, but it was time for something new. And so she had an event tonight. I went to that and it was so awesome just to be there with her and her first event for the year and get to minister to some ladies and just love on some people. And God just did something even in me tonight. And I'm just so thankful that when we show up expecting God to move, he moves every single time. And you know what? Even when we're not expecting, he moves because he wants to do things in our lives. And I'm so thankful that who I was almost 17 and a half years ago now, 
who I was when I gave my life to Christ all those years ago is not who I am today. That he continually takes us from glory to glory, from faith to faith and strength to strength. And I'm so thankful for his word and just in this season and just being totally transparent. I'm coming out of a really like hard season and a lot of tears and a lot of tears and a lot of tears. Oh my gosh, I feel like I have cried so much in the last few months and just like this pruning process with the Lord of him ripping some things out of my heart and life and just taking me to, because you know what? He doesn't just take us to new levels of glory without reforming us and, and transforming us internally. And so that pruning process is not fun, but it's worth it because the Bible says in John 15 that when we are pruned, when he prunes us, that we will bear much fruit. We bear more fruit. He prunes us so that we'll bear more more fruit and it's to his glory that we bear fruit. And so I want to be someone who is totally surrendered, that gives God complete and total access to every part of who I am, whether that's my thought life, what is dwelling inside of my heart, what comes out of my mouth, because we know that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I want to be someone who God has the final say in what I do in entertainment, like my entertainment choices with my friends who I allow in my in my circle and just every area of my life, I want to stay surrendered to him. And so the last few months has been a lot of pruning for me. And I just know that God is taking me into new places and spaces. And so that that is a normal and necessary process of being a believer. And so, but God kept reminding me and he's so good, even in those moments of just crying, crying, crying. It reminded me of his word that he says that those who sow in tears will reap a harvest of joy. And I'm like, Lord, I am planting a lot of seeds and I'm believing for harvest of joy. And even tonight at the stirred up meeting, I, I can't even describe to you just what I felt like just broke off me. And even on the way to the event, I was already in a heart of expectancy in a place of expectancy and just praying over myself. And I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm going to try my best because I think that there's going to be people who listen to this that are in that place of just feeling like it's not depression. It's not sadness. Maybe it's a spirit of oppression or, or something like a spirit of heaviness, but it's just like this thing that just felt like it was just sitting on my mind. And it was like, not quite complete fogginess of mind, but just kind of resting there. And I knew it was an attack of the enemy. And so I've been praying over my mind. I've been declaring and decreeing and just, you know, binding and loosing and breaking and, and calling forth and declaring God's word and all those things, praising, worshiping, all the things that we do. Those are our warfare weapons. But it was just still just wasn't, I don't know. I, I just did not feel like, I, I don't know, something was off. And Tonight at the event, I just felt it break off and just this greater clarity come over me. And I am so grateful and thankful for the work of God. I'm thankful for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that anytime we cry out to Him, anytime we call out to Him, He responds. He is a responsive God. And so I'm so thankful for that. And that is what my heart's cry was tonight because I know God is calling me into a lot of new things in this season. And a lot of what he's having me do takes a level of creative anointing. And it's very hard to be creative when you feel like your mind is kind of bogged down. And so I'm so thankful for that. So I really said over you too, if you feel like you have been bogged down mentally, even if that's with worry, anxiety, stress, whatever that is, that God is going to break that off you today and give you his peace that surpasses all understanding and greater clarity and vision for your life. And the word that has just been stirring in my spirit tonight, even as I was brushing my teeth, is 
is is the scripture that's in Isaiah that says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? And so often it's like, it's obvious, Lord, that you are doing something new. I don't, and for me personally, I don't know what that is exactly. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm ready and I'm preparing myself. And it's so funny, and maybe you guys can relate to this, but I hear people say all the time, get ready, get ready, get ready. And it's like, okay, but how do I do that? How do I prepare for something that I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what I'm preparing for. How do I do that? And I think the biggest thing that I would tell anybody is to stay hidden in the secret place. And that is something God told me a few years ago. And I've said it a million times and I'll say it until the day I die to not abandon the secret place. And it's so easy to live our lives every moment of every day with God. And we're always praying in the spirit. We're praying, you know, we're seeking him. We're reading his word every day. We're listening to praise and worship music in the car. Like we we are living our lives with the with a Christian perspective by, you know, God's ways and standards, but it's different to set aside time intentionally where you shut the phone off, you sh- shut your social media off, you shut the TV off, you put put people out and you literally like the Bible says you shut the door and you pray to your father in secret where it is just you. Prayer gatherings are amazing. I love. I will tell you there is probably nothing much that I love more than having my fiery Christian girlfriends over on a random Tuesday night praying in my living room. And I do that from time to time. It's always spontaneous. And I just pray and ask God to show me who to invite. And we get together and we storm heaven together. We rip off the gates of hell together. Like it is a powerful time together. And I feel like God, because I'm like such a type A structured person, a lot of my life, he is teaching me to live not so structured. And so like my prayer nights, I don't, I don't plan them very far in advance. It's like, Hey, next Tuesday, we're getting together and we do it. And so God has just been (laughs) shifting that part of me because we have to be ready in and out of season. God is not a structured God. Like think about Jesus and how many times he had to stay interruptible and but he was never inconvenienced he was always interruptible but never inconvenienced and so he would always stop for I even I'm thinking of the woman with the issue of blood he was on his way to go heal a dying girl a 12 year old girl which is so crazy that the woman had the issue of blood for 12 years and so that's a whole other thing we won't get into but she reached out and touched the hem of his garment as he was leaving to go minister to this girl and so it is so interesting that I don't know, when you just sit and you don't just read it for what it is, but you really contemplate the the stories that are recorded in God's eternal word, his written word, the Holy Bible. And just think about that. Like he was not inconvenienced by this woman who needed her healing and she pressed through the crowd and she received it and her faith made her well. And it's just a beautiful thing to look at all of these accounts of what God did. And so I encourage you to stay consistent in reading the gospel books. That is something God has really laid on my heart as much as I love reading all over the Bible. I just love the word of God, but he has really been challenging me in this season of my life to stay consistent in the gospel books because we are called to go out and redeem a lost, broken, and hurting world. And it's so important that we look at the model that Jesus gave us. And that is depicted in the gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books in the New Testament. So it's so important that we do that, that we see what he did and we do what he did. We know the whole old saying, WWJD, what did, what would Jesus do? We can know what he would do by looking at what he actually did. And so I just love that. Even tonight, I've been working on some devotionals for a side project that I'm helping out with a friend with. And I was just thinking about how Jesus was never 
like there was no person that was untouchable to him. The lepers that were outcast, he would go to those leper camps and he would minister to them and he would touch them. Like there was no one who was untouchable to him. The outcasts of society, the ones who were pushed out and away because of the law and because of the rules and regulations that they lived by back then, he redeemed them. He came to them. He healed them. He touched them. And I just, oh, I just think that's such a beautiful thing. Such a beautiful thing. And in this season as God's doing a new thing and we're called to be ready and, and preparing ourselves for that new thing. I'm believing that God's going to start dropping some words in your heart and spirit, even as you're listening to this podcast. And he's going to start giving you glimpses, whether that's a vision in your mind, a picture, a word, whatever that is of what that new thing is for you. Because the beautiful thing is that your journey is not going to look like mine. And so I can only share what God's teaching me and kind of where I'm at in my journey as a way to encourage you and, and whatnot. But like what God has for you is for you. And it's a beautiful thing. And you can hear his voice. You can know him personally. You can read his word and apply it to your life and let him order your steps. Let him map out the path before you. And so for me, I actually have a prayer team. So I have a personal prayer team. God called me a year ago when I stepped out into full-time ministry to develop a seven-person personal prayer team. And so part of uh, part of this is just for personal accountability, for prayer, for events that I do and all these things. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful for my prayer team. So if any of you are listening, I love you. And I love just what God is doing, what God is doing. He is so good. He is so faithful. And so one of my prayer team members had reached out to me maybe now, maybe like three weeks, maybe almost a month ago. I'm not exactly sure, but within a month or less, we'll just say. And she said, I was praying for you this morning and God told me to tell you to start packing. Okay. If you guys have followed my journey at all, God has told me very specifically and clearly that I will not move until I get married. If you are following my journey at all, you know that at this time I am 100% single. <laughs> so I don't really have like moving on my radar. Yes, eventually I want to move. I know like God has already given me glimpses and visions of my future home and it's just a beautiful thing. And so when she said that, it ignited a faith in me that my husband is coming. So y'all can touch and agree, be praying for that man of God because he's going to have a lot to handle with me. <laughs> And so I was like, oh my gosh, like that just so encouraged me. So I got online and I ordered some packing totes and they are bright pink and so cute. And so I've been doing that for like the past few weeks and I haven't even shared this like on my socials or anything. I have just been packing in faith and I'm sharing that with you because sometimes we need to make moves that align ourselves with the faith that uh, for what we're believing for. I'm believing for a husband. I'm believing for a man of God. I pray for that man every day and I and I believe that he will be a man of an honor and integrity that he'll be respected at the city gates, that he will love the Lord his God with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength, that he'll walk according to the spirit and not the flesh. All the things. Listen, if y'all need some prayer tips on how to pray for your future husband, if you are a single woman of God, I have a book called Dear Future Husband. Listen, if you don't have the money to buy it, like just send me a message. I will send you the digital copy because these are really good pointed prayers on how to pray for your future husband. I am so passionate about that because our prayers matter and our prayers make a difference. And I even put a post up today. If we really knew the difference our prayers would make, if we really could see in the spirit what our prayers did, we would be praying a whole lot more. And that is not just a word for you. That's a word for me too, because it's so easy to just think, you know what, 
what even just go about our days and not even really think about the importance of prayer. But the Bible says in James that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective, powerful and effective. Your prayers shift things. Things change because of your prayers. The enemy knows that there is life and death in the power of your tongue. And so he's going to want to make you think that prayer is boring, that it doesn't matter, that God's will is happening and playing out no matter what you do. It doesn't really matter what you pray. Yes, it does. It matters. And he knows that if you got a hold of that and you got a fire inside of you to actually start praying and start declaring life and declaring blessings and declaring the 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 word of God. That is my favorite thing to pray is the word of God over a situation and over a person. If you really did that, he knows that you would advance the kingdom of God and push back darkness and he does not want you to do that. And so I, I am just praying. <laughs> even right now, I'm getting stirred up even talking about this. I'm praying over myself too because I've gone through so many seasons of my life where I've been so lazy in prayer. And I'm reading a book right now and it's called Armed and Dangerous by John Ramirez. It is such a good book. And he actually was like the one of the head honchos of the satanic church, which well, I was talking to one of my friends about this earlier and he said that it sounds like an oxymoron and it, and it is. But the, the thing about the enemy is that he cannot create anything. He can only counterfeit what he does. And so it would make sense that he would call it a church. They do baptisms. I mean, and it's a whole thing. If you're not familiar with it, it's just, ugh. but um, he really is exposing a lot of the dark side of the world and the spirit realm and stuff in this book. And I'm only a few chapters in, but he talks about how he was trained when he was living for the enemy, how to be offensive and how now, I mean, he is radically born again. He's part, he used to be part of Times Square Church in New York City, which I love that church. Love David Wilkerson, love that ministry. He, and I didn't even know that about him, honestly, until I was reading the book, but a friend had recommended this book. And so anyway, I'm reading it and he's talking about how he was trained as part of the satanic church to be on the offensive. He said it, it amazes him how much of the church is kind of just living in reactionary mode. And it so stirred something inside of me because this is something I've been preaching for a few years. I probably said it in other podcasts too, that how, like how, uh, how much I wish that we would stop letting the enemy do what he does and then clean up his messes. Oh, he comes in like this and he does this and he puts sickness on people and he causes destruction in our marriages and he does this and that. And then we pray and then we pray and then we pray. But how much more effective would it be if we would start decreeing and declaring things ahead of time? If we would start declaring things over our lives, over our churches, over our communities ahead of time to really be watchmen on the wall. And I believe some people listening on here, you are called to be a watchman on the wall that you, and I can just see it like in the spirit. If you could see it, it's like a wall where you are literally sitting there with binoculars and you see what the enemy is doing ahead of time. Mm -mm. You're not coming in here. You're not doing that. Not on my watch, not in my church, not in my family, not in my marriage, not in this community. And so for me, as I've lived in the community that I'm in right now, I feel like God has called me to be a person, a watchman on the wall and an intercessor. And so I've just been diligent with that and faithful in that. Not perfect by any means, just a willing vessel. And that's all he needs is our yes and our willingness to do what he's called us to do. And I've shared this testimony before, but I know I have new listeners. So I'm going to share it again. A few years ago, I was actually driving to work one morning and I was just interceding and praying over the community, praying over my day, all the things. And Holy Spirit drops in my spirit, pray for the schools, intercede for the schools. Now this was 
not when I worked at the schools. This was a few years prior. And so to be completely honest, I really didn't pray for the schools a lot. Like I would pray for our communities, for the communities, for the people that lived here and things like that. But I really like the schools specifically weren't like something that I prayed for every day. Um, Here and there, yes, because I did a lot of outreaches with the schools and things, but not like it wasn't something that I prayed for every morning. So I knew it was God. Like it was like a, whoa, I got to intercede for the schools. And so I did. And later that day, I found out that a student was apprehended with a loaded gun with a hit list and a plan to commit suicide. And when I tell you when I found that out, I was just like, wow, God. And it was like, we cannot, it was a reminder that we cannot ignore those promptings of the Holy Spirit. If God puts someone in your spirit, like if you, someone comes to mind, they don't just think like, wow, I haven't really seen them in a while. I wonder what they're up to. Maybe God's putting them on your heart and on your mind so that you will pray for them. And outside of a word of knowledge or God showing you, like we don't know what other people are going through. If God puts someone on your heart, it's to intercede, it's to pray for them. And if you don't know how to pray, just ask ask God. If he's not showing you what to pray, just start speaking life over them. Declare God's word over them. Speak blessings over them. Come against the plans of the enemy in Jesus' name. And so a lot of times what I'll pray is I'll pray those kind of things and I'll pray that every weapon being formed against them, I dismantle it right now in the name of Jesus in the spirit realm. And so just learning to pray and and to not think like, not just take things so lightly, to be more intentional in prayer. And so back to this whole idea of being ready for the new thing, being ready for the new thing, the thing that God keeps reiterating, I feel like it is on repeat. (laughs) I feel like it is on repeat in my spirit this season is to stay interruptible because I'm in a season right now personally where I really do none of us fully know. None of us fully know where God's leading us, what's coming ahead. Holy Spirit does show us of things to come. We have like some idea of it, like the like that scripture says, can you not perceive it? Yeah, we perceive, God, that you're doing something in its entirety. No, we don't fully know. We don't know every detail of the situation, but I want to step out in faith and say yes to you. And so I'm in a season right now of, of full-time ministry waiting for the doors to open. They are opening. God is so cool and doing different things and in through me and different like churches reaching out and contacting. And I'm starting my comedy show this year, just a lot of new things. And so staying available to him. And during this time of not having like a nine to five, which is so not normal for me, that's a whole other conversation. Like the season God has me and it's, it is stretching me beyond stretching me. So y'all can remember me in your prayer time because it's a new season for Janice. And so in this time, it really is a thing of like waking up like, okay, God, what are we doing today? And finding out how often like I have a loose, like a loose plan, like, okay, I got to get certain things done today or whatnot. But then finding myself at a church, talking to some people or with family, ministering to them or with, you know, wherever. And it's just, I kind of feel like I've been all over the place it's been intentional for God, but it's been interruptible for me. Like I've had to stay interruptible and I want to be that person that on the top of head, if God says, get in your car and go to this person's house, I want you to pray for them. Reach out to this person, text them, give them a call, let them know, send them this scripture, hit record and pray for people. Some of you listening have probably been the recipient of that where I will like, if I'm driving for a long time or whatever, sometimes not even a long time, but a lot of times when I'm driving, I will just 
go through my contacts and hit record and I'll just hold the phone up while I'm driving and I'm not being distracted. I'm just driving and I will pray over people. And it's crazy how many times, I mean, I had one time I drove, I don't remember where I was driving to, but I was able to pray for a lot of people on that trip. And and I just pray, I just let Holy Spirit fill my mouth. And that's what I always pray. Lord, you speak through me. And so pray what you want to pray. And how many times people come back and say, oh my gosh, that's such confirmation. And I don't know what's going on in their lives for the most part. Most of them, I just pray and prophesy. And then whatever comes out, comes out. And then I honestly, when they come back and say, thank you so much, that's confirmation. And when you said this or that, and I'm like, I don't even remember what I said. It's just, I just let the Holy Spirit flow through me. And so it's cool in that way, but to be interruptible to be quote unquote inconvenienced. I can't tell you how many times people just show up at my house and that is not, (laughs) that is not like I love people. And I have said that from the moment I became single and actually had the ability to be able to do that because this is something I haven't always been able to do that. My ex was not hospitable. He didn't like, and that's all I'll say there because I don't want to I don't want to slander, but I, a big part of my calling and a big part of my passion is to be able to minister to people in my own home. And so one thing I prayed when I became single was that my home would be a safe haven for women, that they would come here, that they would find healing, that they would encounter God. And I cannot tell you how many times God has answered that in the last seven years now of being single. Actually, as of tomorrow, will be the seven-year anniversary. So praise God for completion because seven is the number of completion. But anyway, so just how many times God has answered that prayer and women have came over and said, God told me to come over here and have you anoint me and pray for me and, and whatever. So I always want to be in, interruptible and quote-unquote inconvenienced. And I never want to make that sound like people are an inconvenience because they're not. But when you have a flow and you're doing something and then someone just shows up at your house kind of unexpected that can be in the flesh, in the natural, inconvenient. Like, okay, we didn't set this up. We didn't schedule this, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I want to be someone who is available to people. And there is there is a balance with that. That doesn't mean that I'm throwing my address out to the, to the internet and telling people to come over whenever they want because that's just whatever. But I'll just leave it at that. But I want to be someone who God can use, who is ready in and out of season, that I'm not just putting my Christian hat on on Sunday morning or Wednesday nights or during certain events or different conferences or whatever that I am. Janice, like who you hear on here better be who I am when no one's around, better be who I am when I'm with my family, better be who I am when I'm at church. Like that is called integrity. It's called living a life of consistency. And so many Christians are chameleons where we blend in with the environment around us. And that is so easy to do. That is not to condemn anyone, but I pray a release of integrity over you if that is something that you struggle with. And I've gone through those times where it is easier to just dim your light and kind of hide out and blend in with the world around you. But I want to remind you that you weren't called to be a thermostat and adjust to the temperature around you. You are called to be a thermometer. You're called to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Thermometer adjusts to the atmosphere around it. A thermostat sets the temperature. A thermostat sets the temperature. So when you go in and you're carrying the fire of God within you, you set that temperature. So I'm going to go ahead and pray over us because... (laughs) 
we're already at 26 minutes here, but I am just telling you like, God is so good and faithful and y'all can be praying for me in this season. And like I said, he's calling me in faith to step out, bought the storage totes. I'm packing in faith and just believing that God is getting me ready because when it happens, it's going to move quick. He's already shown me that a lot. So he just keeps confirming in my heart that when that season comes and he brings my spouse to me and that season is here, that it's going to be like a whirlwind. And so I'm just saying that, declaring it in faith and staying in agreement with what God has spoken and getting myself ready as much as I can. So I believe that God is going to give you divine strategy and how to get ready for the things he's preparing for you as well. I pray that you stay encouraged, that you are surrounded with like-minded believers, that you are just falling more in love with his word and with his presence because he is so good and he loves you more than anyone ever could. And I feel like sometimes we when we say God loves you, it sometimes it loses its luster, but God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love and there is no love like his. And in, and like I shared at the beginning, these last few months of just going through a lot emotionally, he has so shown himself faithful to me in a way that I have yet to experience. And I'm so grateful for that. So I'm just going to go ahead and pray over you please feel free to reach out to me on social media through my website, journeywithjanice.com. Email me, contact me on social media. I would love to be able to pray for you and encourage you if there's anything that I can do for you as a sister in Christ, please let me know. Father, I thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you for every podcast listener here today. God, I pray that you would give them the divine strategy and how to prepare now, God, for the things that you're preparing for them. God, I pray that you give them fresh vision for their life, fresh clarity, a greater love and hunger for your word. God, I thank you that your word says that we are blessed. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And God, I thank you for that filling. I thank you that rivers of living water flow from us, Lord. I thank you that your resurrection power lives inside of us. And God, I pray that we would not live ordinary lives, that we would not live mundane and day in and day out, just going through the motions. God, I pray that we would be so intentional with you, so intentional with those around us, God, that we would let our light so shine before men, that they would see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. God, I pray that we'd be more intentional with the secret place, God, that we would spend time with you, that we would shut out the world, shut out the noise, and just be with you. God, I pray that every dream and desire inside of your people would come alive in this season. God, that you continue to cultivate what you have created them for. God, I just thank you for every person on here. I speak healing. I pray for anyone who is harboring unforgiveness. I just, that's coming up in my spirit. So God, I pray if there's anyone who has roots of bitterness inside of them, God, that they be completely uprooted. God, that you set their feet on the firm foundation that they cannot that they cannot be knocked down by the enemy. We are not going to give in to his plans and schemes. God, I pray that you would fully expose it with the light of your word, God. And I pray that if there's anyone on here who needs to just release someone from their past, God, that they would do that. I pray that you would work that in them and out of them in the name of Jesus. And I bless every listener on here. God, I thank you for them. I speak life over them in the name of Jesus. Amen. 